Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Average Film Enjoyer podcast. We are your Average Film Enjoyers, Jagger and Trey. Jagger, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm good. I'm real good. Good, good. Yeah, I we are happy to be back today. Uh, we are finally caught up with all of our episodes. <laughs> we had a lot of editing and a lot of releasing to do this weekend, but we are finally caught up. Um, and so we have some really cool stuff coming at you this week. Um, but first, before we get into today's movie review, Jagger, do you have any uh, new releases that you've seen that have come out this year? Um, besides, I know we went over The Exorcist last time, um, but have you ever have you seen any 2023 releases um, in the past week since, or so? Since The Exorcist? Um, I've seen some movies since The Exorcist. None of them have been new releases, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and along with this segment, this will be the first week we're doing it. Uh, I'm going to try to bring some movie news each week for me and Jagger to discuss. Just some headlines and different things that uh, are in the rotation currently. Um, so we can keep ourselves updated on what's happening and keep you guys updated as well uh the first one i have is so uh it is uh confirmed that uh tom holland is recast for a phase five spinoff so the uh, as spider-man um i know jagger will be happy about this me and jagger are both uh big fans of the mcu uh actually i am i don't know about jagger anymore though um big fan of the mcu not tom holland's mcu though so and i i that yeah i saw that headline and i was like okay uh, what's happening here and it turns out it's like for like spider-man they're doing a spider-man um like mcu is doing a spider-man animated show called uh spider-man freshman year and they're getting other people to voice spider-man instead of tom holland so it's really just for animated stuff. So <laughs> I, I know I got your hopes up, Jagger, but um, do you have any thoughts about that? Like, I I mean, honestly, I think Marvel needs to calm down with how much content they're promoting and saying they're going to come out with and how much content they are coming out with because... Like, already nobody cares about the Marvels movies, so... Okay, speak for yourself. I love all three of those characters. and I love all three of those characters, but I don't think the movie looks good at all. Yeah, I it looks pretty the, bad. The CGI, the CGI for Miss Marvel's stretchy limbs is not looks really, really bad in the trailers. Yeah. So unless they're work, continuing to work on that, which I don't think they are when it's releasing pretty soon, um, I am not excited about it. Yeah. However... Animated Spider-Man has done enough for itself already with the mm-hmm. Spider-Verse stuff. So I think if they left that alone, they'd be doing better than bringing back Tom Holland. Um, yeah. But I guess they could do whatever they want to do, and no one's really going to be able to stop them. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's just frustrating because they're really, at this point, they're going for uh, quantity over quality. Um, like yeah. we used to get like, think about like Mar phases two and three and, um, so like pre end game and post 
like Avenger, like the first Avengers and then on, the majority of the Marvel content we got was really damn good. Um, yeah. And, but it's just like post Endgame, it's been very inconsistent. Like a lot of stuff has been fine. There, and I will say this there has been stuff that has been super good. Like I know we're both huge fans of Guardians 3. And um, so a few of the TV shows were super solid. Um, like Moon Knight for me, I think that was an absolute masterpiece. I loved Moon Knight. Um, and I think WandaVision a lot. Yeah, WandaVision was great. Loki was really good. Honestly, I liked the Falcon and Winter Soldier. But movie-wise, it just... Oh, excuse me. It hasn't been great. Can I quickly... Can I quickly interject and ask you a question? Yeah, go what ahead. What did you think about the Haw- What did you think about the Hawkeye show? I Okay, it wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever seen, you know? Like obviously. Yeah. Um but it felt very true to his character and it felt very contained, which I really enjoy. It didn't try to like take itself too seriously, if you know what I mean. And any chance where I get to see Vincent D'Onofrio as kingpin like outside of daredevil is 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 a chance i will take because he is so good yeah i totally agree yeah um so next news also mcu um so uh i can't remember his name um matt something director of the new fantastic four movie that the MCU will be doing has revealed that the cast of the Fantastic Four has been picked um, and it will be revealed after strike. I personally am really looking forward to this. I know there's been rumors going around for about a year and a half now about who people want to see. Will this person be cast? Da, 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 you know, and I'm just, I'm really looking forward to uh, who they decided on. Um, Personally, I, this, I know this was rumored for a while. I would love to see Adam Driver, as Mr. Fantastic, as one, a huge Adam Driver fan, and two, I think he'd be really good in that role. But uh, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? Who are who are some people you'd like to see in this new uh, Fantastic Four reboot? Um, I haven't heard any rumors about who it is. However, Adam Driver as Mr. Fantastic would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. I'm actually going to look this up now. The Fantastic Four casting rumors. Like, who are people saying? It was also rumored for a while that Margot Robbie was going to be Mrs. Fantastic. It was rumored that they were about to have, like, a star-studded cast. But I was like, there's no way they can afford that. I really don't think... There's anything Disney can't afford right now at this point. Um... Is that Joe Keery as a casting thought? Yeah, Joe Keery was uh, thought to... he. Uh, I think, personally, he'd be a great human torch. And then, um, for basically the thing, all you really need is a voice actor, since he's going to be uh, CGI, um, or whatever they want to do. Um, Here are the current, like, big casting thoughts for Reed Richards, John Krasinski, Matt Smith, Adam Driver, yeah. William Jackson Harper, um, Sue Storm, Emily Blunt, Lily James, Margot Robbie, 
uh, Jody Comer. I mean, these are all viable options. Me, me but... personally, I mean, I would, I mean, in an ideal world, it would be John Krasinski and Emily Blunt since they're already in a relationship in a real life and they're so cute. Um, but I would love to see, I think Matt Smith would do a great job. Um, as that very arrogant, like, intel- like if you watch any Doctor Who, that's kind of like how his doctor is. Um, oh, this is a good one for, uh, I'm a presu- uh, presumably Human Torch, Joe Curie, Zac Efron, Paul Mescal, Chris Evans. I mean, if it's any of them, that'd be cool. The Chris thing, Evans has already um, done it, though. Yeah, but bringing him back. Yeah, the he thing, was really good Alan- at it. For the thing, Alan Richson, John Cena, Jason Siegel, Channing Tatum, John Bernthal. I mean, Kay. these are all awesome casting rooms. Kay. I just really don't think. I have, I have a uh, personal uh, hope for the thing. Right, so you have this character, the thing, Ben Grimm. He's like a Jewish guy from New York, just like. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Here's my here's my fan casting. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Me? Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. S- Seth Rogen. Ooh, that'd be really good. Yeah, that'd because be- at the end of the day, it's all CGI, and it, it, at least the thing is, and so they'd really just be voice acting, kind of like Bradley Cooper with Rocket Raccoon. And I feel like Seth yeah. Rogen has the perfect voice. Like, That'd imagine be... Seth Rogen saying, it's clobberin' time. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um... That's, that's great. Like the Donkey Kong voice, but on the thing. Um... That's... That'd yeah. Be awesome. Yeah. All right. So I got three more. Um, we're going to do that one last. Uh, so Darren, Aaron, have you heard about this new thing, the Las Vegas Globe, this new indoor venue? Um, have oh, you that seen giant circle thing that they keep putting pictures on? Yeah. But like, have you seen inside of it? I, you too, the, the band, you too played the first yeah. event ever in in because it's a indoor concert venue or just venue in general and they played a concert and all the pictures and videos look freaking sick um so you sh- but Darren I Ar- Darren Aronofsky is uh apparently making a movie uh that will debut as the first movie at the Las Vegas Globe so that's something to look forward to. Um, something I mean, like a tr- like a trippy requiem for a dream cinematography movie. Yeah, on that big circular. Yeah, because screen. like IMAX is big, but like that's I'm like a- the entire thing. I think that'd be wild and super cool. Imagine seeing Oppenheimer on that. Oh my giant god, dude! Screen. Oh, don't even. <sighs> that would be the greatest experience of my a mind chair where you, like lay down and you look up and it's just Oppenheimer surrounding you. Imagine hearing the score in that thing. Oh my god, and it's like, like going and it's the like, easily the best score of this year. Just wow and you're like, ah, oh, it's too much. 
God, that'd be so sick. Imagine hearing that bomb drop in there. Okay, that's actually deafening, but it'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be so cool. Um, Terrifier 3 teaser trailer. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a Terrifier. Okay. So when Ter- Terrifier 2 re-releases in theaters in November, which I'm I think is better than the first one. I know you do not. But a teaser for the Terrifier 3 is supposed to be after that movie, after screenings this, for Terrifier this, 2. This makes me so mad. Why? Because I don't want to go see it again, but I so desperately want to see the Terrifier 3 trailer that I'd be willing to go. It's like $20 a ticket. Are you serious? Are tickets already live? Yes. I think so. All right. What day does it premiere? I don't know. Do you know? But I'm going to that. I, because, one, I love Terrifier 2. I thought it was really solid. Um, November 1st. Are you sure it's November? Oh, there it is. November 1st, uh, which is what day? Uh, that's a Wednesday. That's the day after our Halloween special airs. Oh, it's Wednesday? I'm not going to a 10-15 movie on a Wednesday. How many um, days does second... it run for? Uh, Thursday there. What about November 4th? I think that's a Friday? Saturday? Yeah. Okay, so they're not showing it on a night that's not a... Ah, dang it. <laughs> it's a sacrifice, Shagger, but is it a sacrifice you're willing to make? That's the question. Um, and so the last headline that I want to talk about is I saw this article on Screen Rant and it said, is it still worth it going to the movies? Very much so. I totally agree. Who the hell is disagreeing with this? You think I'm not going to see Killers of the Flower Moon in IMAX? You're insane. Oh, you did you get tickets for IMAX? Yes, I did. Oh man, I'm I'm cautiously hopeful for that one. Yeah, and then they're like showing Nightmare Before Christmas in um like 3D. Like, come on. Yeah, I would go see that. And the thing is, when there are movies coming in and out of the theater, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always movies in the theaters. Like, maybe some that I haven't even heard of. Like, if I'm looking at the movies showing today... Yeah. I did not know there was a movie called The Blind, or a movie called, uh, She Came to Me, featuring Robert Dinklage. Peter Dinklage? Peter Dinklage. We love Um, Peter Dinklage. See, I didn't know these movies were playing, and going on the theater website, you'll find out about more movies that you might not have known about. And then when the Oscar rolls around, Oscars roll around, you'll be able to say, hey, I already saw that because I looked at the movie theater website. Exactly. So, also, my family does this thing to, to like go on a tangent. My family does this thing every year where we print out ballots for the Oscars and before they happen. Same. You guys do yeah. that too? Dude, oh, I, yeah. I'm so this year is the year I got into cinema. Like I had never been like as like as much into film as I am now. And you know how many movies I watch. I watch like a heinous. I think I've logged like 20, um, which is at so far in October, but that's like a light month for me. Um, so, 
But we do that every year, and every year I lose because I don't know any of the movies, and I've never seen any of them. But I will have seen the movies this year, and I'm so excited. And, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. That'll probably win. And I've seen that, and I've seen that. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. And, like, last year, and, again, I'm just going to continue on your tangent. Last year, my local library did an Oscar guessing game where they put every single one of the Oscar things it was the first year that they had done it. So mm-hmm. I just checked off everything everywhere all at once for like every single thing except for score. And I was the only person in the entire town to get every single one right. Yeah, because so, and, and everywhere, everywhere, anything everywhere. Everything everywhere all thank at you. once. It's a mouthful. Yeah, that movie like cleaned up last year. Oh, yeah. So... I don't know. I I love guessing for the Oscars. And yeah. I always say this. In a house of movie people, the Oscars are our Super Bowl. So Oh dude, that's totally how I feel. <laughs> we everybody, you can be looking forward to this. The week before the Oscars, we are gonna do I've decided this just now, we are gonna do an Oscars prediction episode. So you can Oh yeah. So you can listen so to beat your family, you can come on here and we will break down each and every category and make our predictions so that you can beat your family. Um, and I will take it upon myself to watch every – and this is what I did last year. And it was a nightmare because watching like six movies a day is like bam, 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 bam. Um, so I watched – when they first announced them, I gave myself like a week before the Oscars and watched every single movie nominated, like the shorts, the documentaries. So I will do that again, and I will take it upon myself to give every single listener or viewer out there the perfect breakdown of why everything should win. And we know that the Oscars are rigged. So oh, 100%. Because of the new rules <laughs> the Oscars have made – like Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer may not even qualify for any Oscars, which is really Why? stupid. Wait, 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 wait. So they made Why? these, and the intention behind these rules is good, but they made these rules to better inclusivity. And for your, um, for your is, film, is it like, is it like Bechdel test has to be passed? No, to be. no, it's okay. like for your film, you have to have like multiple people of color in like in not as extras, but like in actual roles and um, and multi multiple people uh, that are a part of the LGBTQ plus community and multiple people who and like this all has to be like part of roles, part of uh, the crew. Um, and well, multiple people. The flower moon is going to sweep. Yeah, <laughs> if everything. dude, if I'm boycotting the Oscars, if uh, that because I don't care how good Killers of the Flower Moon is, it uh, if Oppenheimer is part of the Oscars, it is cleaning up. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's all white men. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Oppenheimer is historically accurate. Exactly, but, but it's a time in history where it was all white men. <laughs> it's a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know that it, it's not looking good. And I mean, maybe cast or no, not not maybe cast, maybe crew. I mean, they have a powerful leading female role, Emily Blunt. They do. Um, so maybe. Yeah, but we'll see. Hopefully. Um, if that doesn't get in there, then this is looking like a flower moon sweep. Yeah. Uh, so, and also, like, I think we are, no matter what comes out the rest of the year, I think we already know what's, co- what's winning best animated feature. It's across the Spider-Verse. 100%. That movie's so damn good. 100%. Okay. Um, Let's get into yeah. our movie review for today. So today we are reviewing what I believe is number 235. This will be officially... No, not 235. No. What? 245. No. No, it's number 235. No, I'm looking at our list right now. 247, 246. It's number 235. Oh, well then there's a mistake on all of our episode titles. Um... No, I think, so we apologize for the mistake. I think we labeled our Pathers and, uh, Pathers Panchali episode, uh, and, uh, Peros episode, the wrong number. So we apologize for that. Um, but yes, this is episode number 235. Jagger, how's it feel? We are officially, this is our 15th movie in this series. How does it feel to be at this point? We've made it 15 <laughs> movies in. Uh, I'm going to keep stalling until you're done coughing and have uh, are ready to talk. Um, yeah, we're 15 movies good. in. Yeah, it feels good? Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, number 235 today. We, okay, I'm back, I'm back. we are reviewing The Battle of Algiers, directed by uh, Gilo uh, Ponte Corvo. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. He's an, uh, he's an Italian filmmaker. Uh, this movie was released in 1966. Um, it is 121 minutes, uh, 4.4 overall on Letterboxd. I'm assuming an 8.1 on IMDb. Um, and here is the... Uh, here is the synopsis for you. My apologies, little brain fart there. Uh, tracing the struggle of the Algerian Front de Liberation Nationale to gain freedom from French colonial rule as seen through the eyes of Ali from his start as a petty thief to his rise uh, to prominence in the organization and captured... By the French in 1957, the film traces the rebels' struggle and the increasingly extreme measures taken by the French government to quell the revolt. Um, Yeah, so, uh, Jagger, why don't you kick it off with your opening thoughts? Um, Yeah, go ahead. So this movie has an interesting um, concept, like, at face value. But I did find the actual, like, duration of it to be kind of, uh, like, a struggle to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd understand that it, it's it's old. Yeah. But you have to take that into consideration when giving it, like, a fair rating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I'm aware that you gave this a three and a half, I believe, yep. right? Yeah. Now, you gave this a three and a half. Um, 
And I understand where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like I said, interesting concept, but definitely not the greatest movie I've seen ever. You yeah. Know? Like, there's an argument to be made that this does belong on the IMDb Top 250, but then there's another mm-hmm. argument to be made saying that if this came out in a similar time to The 400 Blows, which in my opinion is a perfect film, then you can't really have this above it mm-hmm. because this movie's not as good. And I feel like that's the problem that you get into with a list like the Top 250 because it's totally... Film is totally subjective to one's opinions. Yeah. And my opinion is that this movie is... It's totally fine. I mean, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it does not deserve a spot as high on the list as 235. Yeah. So that's my take with it. Yeah, I totally agree. I've, uh, I found it, so, I wrote down, I didn't enjoy it, but I found it interesting. So, like you said, it's an interesting subject matter, um, especially, like, I, I enjoy history in general, so, uh, this was, uh, that part of it was enjoyable for me, like, learning about it, and, learning about the revolution. Um, and, uh, but it's the way it was delivered. I found quite boring. Um, can I, can I ask what, where did you watch it on? Did you rent it or did you stream it? I streamed it. Yeah. On max. Uh, I ran on the criterion channel. Oh, okay. So I watched it on max and this movie, the original audio, it's supposed to be an Italian film. So it's 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 supposed to be an Italian. Did you watch it? Was the audio in Italian for you? <laughs> yeah, the audio was in Italian with subtitles. Okay, yeah. So I watched on Max, and the audio, the it was the only audio available. It was in French, and I watched it with subtitles. So that was very distracting for me the whole time. The fact that the dialogue... It's like I was watching it dubbed. It yeah. Wait, was it French? I don't no, know. No, I, I was watching it dubbed in French. Then that was like the only option on Max. Was... Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I, I have to check what I listened to it in now because... Wait. So that that was kind of distracting um, and hard, hard to get through. Uh... Because there wasn't even always subtitles for the stuff that was happening. Um, so it was just, it was very, very odd. Um, I want to also say, so the first half I found a grind to get through. I did not find myself engaged at all. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't, I mean, the technical aspects were cool. You had some cool shots, but that's about it. Um, but I will say this, it picked up in the second half, I think, um, around the hour mark. Um, and it really, it picked up, uh, to, uh, for like half hour. And then after that, it got really boring again. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I just, I think I just found, I think the way it was delivered, I found it boring. But I will say one thing that I did really, really enjoy. So Enyo uh, Morricane did the score. 
And he also did the score for uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and some other stuff. Uh, but he is one of my favorite composers. Um, he did the song for Good, the Bad, and the Ugly called Ecstasy of Gold. Um, that is one of my favorite score, like one of my favorite movie songs of all time. Um, and like, I could totally hear that he did the score here. He has a very recognizable sound. Um, but that's probably like the, the biggest thing I enjoyed out of this film, um, is the score. Um, I found the lead actor to be quite good. The guy who played Ali? Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Um, but I didn't like... None of the acting was like super... In... Like, it was solid. It was good. But none of it was more than that. For me, at least. Um, yeah, none of it was like incredible, but it was good. Yeah, and I'm good. I'm wondering for you... Are you usually a person that's into war movies or in general or uh, uh, are you just not into this genre? Because I'm personally, I enjoy a good war film, but this one just didn't work for me. Hmm. I mean, here's the thing. I appreciate a good war movie, but if you're asking me to put a movie on and you're giving me the option of a war movie... And like a rom-com i'm not gonna pick the war movie oh 100 percent. so it's not where i'll lean if uh, given an option but yeah if it is like a movie where someone's saying hey watch this it's really good but it's a war movie i'm not going to shy away from watching it because it's a war movie yeah and i i will sense. say this there are certain war films that i like really enjoy watching um like okay, here's a bit like full metal jacket one. if someone was was like if someone was like trey would you rather watch full metal jacket or a rom-com i would say full metal jacket all right here's the thing though in my personal preference i prefer an anti-war movie than i do a war yeah and full metal jacket is definitely more anti-war than it is war yeah, like a war movie is something like, I don't know, 1917 is a war movie. Or Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. All Quiet, um, all quiet on, on the restroom front. front. Yeah, but then you have stuff I like, would... what's Stanley well, Kubrick's Paths of Glory? Paths of Glory, yeah. Yeah. These are all anti-war films. Uh, I'd say Schindler's List is very anti-war. Oh, 100%. I mean, life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. These are all movies that are anti-war. I would much prefer to watch that because most of the time they lean more towards a drama than they do like a just here's violence, violence, explosions. Um, this is a dad movie, you know? Yeah, and stuff like, kind of what it's like Saving Private Ryan, Lone Survivor. Uh, yeah. One I really don't like and I've never liked is American Sniper. I haven't seen it, so I can't say. Yeah. Um, what would you call what would you call Jojo Rabbit? That's really so there are war movies, like the ones we've touched on, Full Metal Jacket, Come and See, yeah. stuff like that. 
but I mean, then movies that take place during during war. a war. That's what like I would Barry consider Linden that. Type. Exactly. I just looked up like war movies that are the most popular on Letterboxd, and Jojo Rabbit is popping up, and I was going to say that's not a war movie. It but... is. It takes place. The plot. During a war. It exactly. The plot isn't like we're in a war. <laughs> And that's, like, the main thing. Like, it's kind of like a secondary, like, plot device, I guess. You know? It's just, like, it's a setting. Um, Yeah. War movies. The Covenant. That movie has no real point. (laughs) Yeah, that... Wait, okay, did you see that? That's a Guy Ritchie one that came out with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, so I wa- I got it at Walmart when it first came out for like $25 because it looked cool. Wow, that great. is a complete waste of money. <laughs> yeah, because like when a new movie comes out and it looks good, I will occasionally get it just to be like, oh, this is a new release. Why don't I check it out? I'm so mad that I got it like on vacation because walmart has like a weird return policy yeah i got it in like north dakota so i can't return it and i'm so mad because it's not good it's really not so that was i don't know i have to check it out again i mean i watched it here's the thing i went and saw that in the theater by myself so i was like I, I had a hard day. I just wanted to go to the movies because, like, going to the movies by yourself, it's really nice, if we're being honest. Being, like, not... And you just get to choose what you want to see. You don't have to share your snacks with anyone, which I honestly hate doing. Um, thanks for the like, by the way, buddy. <laughs> I just got the notification. Um, so I was like, okay, I want to go to the movies right now. Um, and I was like, okay, well... I have to rewatch it because I haven't seen it in a few months and I will get back around to it though. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what looks good? And I was like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, sick. I'm going to go see this because I love Jake Gyllenhaal and everything I've seen of his, it's great. Um, also, did you ever watch Demolition? No, it's. <laughs> God damn it, Jagger. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's fine. It's fine. I'll it's get, it's 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 it's, it. it's it's your fault. It's your fault for missing out on an outstanding film. Um, when you phrase it like that, uh, all right. Continue. No. <laughs> um, I went and saw it, and you know the the part where uh, Ahmed uh, drops him like. Has officially gets him back to the base. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was the end of the movie. And then I realized we were only like halfway done. And I was like, okay, this could have been like a Covenant part one and part two. That was, this is so stupid. I thought it was way too long and that second part didn't need to happen. Um, The worst movie ever though. So. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Um. What about Hacksaw Ridge? What are your thoughts on uh, I know this is just turning into us talking about war films, but I'm enjoying it. So, what are your thoughts on Hacksaw Ridge? Hacksaw, I haven't oh, seen Hacksaw Ridge. That is like top three war films for me. Andrew Garfield is outstanding. Vince Vaughn is really funny. Um, and it's, it's really good. It's really, really good. 
what are like what are some of your favorite war films? I mean, I'm gonna look through all the war films that I have logged. Yeah, I've I'm gonna... probably seen more if you bring them up to me. But like, but I've logged Fear and Desire, which was an early Kubrick, because I decided I wanted to try and log all the Kubricks. Because I've seen Doctor Strange Love, but I don't have it logged. So I have Fear and Desire, Pads of Glory, Barry Lyndon, Come and See, Full Metal Jacket, Schindler's List, Jojo Rabbit, and Western Front. Um, have you seen uh, Spike Lee's The Five Bloods? No, I haven't even heard of that. Okay, so it's a Netflix original. It's one that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, it it came out. It has a three and a half overall on Letterboxd. Came out in twenty twenty. Um, here's the synopsis for you: Four African American Vietnam veterans return to Vietnam. They are in search of the remains of their fallen squad leader and the promise of buried treasure. These heroes battle forces of humanity and nature while confronted by the lasting ravages of the immorality of the Vietnam War. It's another anti-war movie. Um, And it's really, really good. Jonathan Majors is in it. Um, Who's not a great person, but it's a good movie. Jonathan Majors had so much potential. He was like on this huge run. Yeah, we were three. We were debatably gonna get our even better villain than Thanos. Then he just had to go and screw it up, didn't he? God damn it, Jonathan! <laughs> you um, had a great life ahead of you. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Tell me that. It absolutely was not, Jonathan Majors. You are canceled. Um, yeah, it's, that one's really solid. Um, I don't have that many logged, I'm now realizing. I've seen a lot, I just don't have that many <laughs> logged. Oh my but god. Ah. My highest rated is probably Full Metal Jacket. Let's my see. highest, I would say, probably Come and See. Is it? I'm gonna have to look at my top 50, because I know Full Metal Jacket might be on there yeah full metal jacket's not on my list well uh, let's show, so. um do you have any last thoughts about battle of algiers no no all right well <laughs> here's our thoughts i have another three and a half jagger have you decided on a rating for battle of algiers no, but I think a three to three and a half is fair. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. If you like foreign war m- movies, go check it out. Um, you may like it. Um, to get into our last segment of the day, we know this is a shorter episode because it's just me and Jagger. Um, we're going to do high-low um, of this weekend because I have a few that I would like to talk about. Um, but Jagger, why don't you uh, go ahead first? Hey, what was the last movie that we uh, did this on? Like, we did it with Wes for Handmaiden and Hachi. So that we recorded that Friday. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I talked about Trash Humpers with Jay. Yeah. When he was on. Uh, so I am not going to talk about that one now, unless you'd like to hear about it because it's definitely interesting. No, you've told me about it. Trust me, I don't need to hear about it again. <laughs> And all the listeners have already heard about it, so you get a free pass on this one. Yeah. All right, continue. 
Do, do you have any uh, other ones that you want to talk oh, about? For low, High low. I watched what? Yeah. So I watched one missed call, which came up as like a scariest movie of all time video on TikTok. It was not. I gave it half a star. Woo! So bad. <laughs> um, I, I watched John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. I know. I've been really needing cute. to get around that day. Was it good? Did you enjoy it? It was really funny, and I was getting tired of watching all the John Mulaney specials over and over and yeah. over and over again. Um, so I just decided to throw on this one that I had never seen before, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with it. It was really, really funny, actually. Yeah, um, but I love John Mulaney. He's like top three favorite comedians working today. I'd say probably my number one. Him and Nick Kroll in Oh, in oh Hello, the greatest chemistry. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. Um reanimator five has the jack built for napoleon dynamite five possibly in michigan rewatch three and trick-or-treat four so that's all i really have since yeah Benji. um yeah i don't have too much either um i extended my knowledge of the cornetto trilogy um and edgar wright is slowly becoming one of my favorite directors I had Baby, before I even watched anything else, I had Baby Driver at a five-star, and then I watched Hot Fuzz, and that was a five-star, and then I watched Shaun of the Dead um, with my dad, and that was a five-star. Um, I didn't... Does it doesn't make up for the fact that he watched, that he made Scott Pilgrim versus the World, though. I haven't seen He's Scott surprised. Pilgrim yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Um... <laughs> What are your thoughts on the Cornetto, like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, Edgar Wright in general? I haven't seen any of them because I was so turned off by how much I hated. Okay, I get that. I get that. You gotta watch Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. At least watch Shaun of the Dead. It's streaming right now. Um, At least watch that. I have it on DVD. At least watch that since it's spooky season. It's a perfect excuse to watch that. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, who are the two, are the duo from the Cornetto trilogy, um, are... Simon Pegg's really funny. Yeah, they're both so funny together. Um, Wait, have you seen Paul? No, I need to, though. No, you don't. Trust me, you don't. Oh, it's bad? (laughs) It's not good. Okay. Um, It's really stupid. Oh, it gets really good reviews. It's not that good, though. Um, it's Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, actually. I Anything so. with them, I'm in. I like them a lot together. Um, and Seth Rogen and Jason Bateman. I, Bill Hader. I have to rewatch this, actually. That's right a freaking stat cast, dude. Yeah, wait. Okay. Yeah, um, and then I watched Scream 2. So before watching Scream 2, I had only seen the first Scream and the one that came out this year. Um, And it was actually quite enjoyable. I had a really good time with it. Um, uh, It's no Scream 1, but nothing has beat Scream 1. Um, And then I watched uh, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, I had never seen that. Mind-blowingly, John Carpenter, as well as Edgar Wright, is slowly becoming one of my favorite directors. Um, the thing is a masterpiece. Dude, it's the scene where they're, where Kurt Russell's testing the blood with the hot wire. I have never been more stressed. I was like, oh, oh, 
What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Oh, I need a log. Oh my god. Um, I watched Trick or Treat, um, which we'll, we will be reviewing on a real quick. This or not a real quick. That's not from the Real, real Talk that's podcast. Not us. That that's what I listen to. Um, we will be reviewing on a Hooptober episode this week. I watched Reanimator, which I gave a five stars. Another Hooptober episode this week, and then I watched an American Werewolf in London, which will be coming out the same day as this episode. I'm pretty sure um, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and that was a four and a half. And then I watched Battle of Gears three and a half, and I forgot to log it, so I'm going to do it right now. I watched Hell House. Uh, LLC, which I think I I talked about the first time I talked about it was with Seth, um, when we had Seth on, um, and uh, this is the third time I've watched it since then. Um, my cousin came over last night, and she loves like found footage ghost stuff. Like her horror isn't really like. Like gory, like slasher demons stuff. She like go so like she's a huge fan of Paranormal Activity, The Conjuring, um, stuff like that. She likes she likes the stuff that tries to like methodically get under your skin, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, oh. So I was like, okay. Well, she was like, can we watch Black Swan tonight? I see you have that on DVD and you haven't seen it. So we, can we watch Black Swan? And I was like, yes. But there's also this movie. Called, sorry, someone just rang my doorbell. Dolly! Sorry, that's my dog. Um, we can also... It's a very uncomfortable movie to watch. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And then I said, but we can also do this movie called, uh, Hell House LLC. Um, and, uh, it's like the scariest movie I've ever seen. So we watched it, and I think I might have messed her up a little bit. Um... But, yeah, uh, that's highs and lows. Um, Thank you for joining us on the Average Film Enjoyer today. Um, We are happy that you came uh, and listened or watched our episode. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, uh, comment down below what your favorite war film is, um, and subscribe to our channel. Uh, While you subscribe to our channel, go check out our merch. We have a bunch of stuff live right now. Um, it's really cool stuff. Jagger has worked really hard on all of it. Um, so go check that out. I am, uh, you can find me at Trey the Film Noob on Twitter, uh, Letterboxd, um, and TikTok. And then you can find Jagger at, uh, Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram, Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok, and, uh, Jagger... Uh, what's your letter? Jagger film fan on letterbox. There we go. Yes. Uh, so again, thank you for joining us today on the average film enjoyer and we will see you next time.